The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, delivered his State of the Union address last night. Uh, speaking in Washington D.C., he warned Beijing of future threats. Take a listen. I'm committed to work with China where we can advance American interests and benefit the world. But make no mistake about it. As we made clear last week, if China threatens our sovereignty, we will act to protect our country. And we did. Yes, one of the many themes touched on by the current president during that State of the Union address. Sean Spicer is with me now. Sean, of course, is a former White House press secretary for President Donald Trump. Sean, always a pleasure and thanks for taking the time. So where, where does Joe Biden's latest State of the Union rank amongst the great speeches of the past? <laughs> always good to be with you, Kieran. Uh, I, I think it, it ranks pretty low. I mean, you, you just played the extent of the entire uh part about China. And it was, what, 15 seconds? I mean, China just floated a balloon across the continental United States for seven days. They're buying up our land in our area. They're threatening our ships and our territorial, you know, our our, our claim to navigate freely. Um, they're, they're spying on us. They're sucking up our data through apps like TikTok. Um, they're challenging us. Uh, they're ch- threatening Taiwan. And we spent, what, 15 seconds talking about the threat that they pose to our nation and to our world and to freedom overall. I mean, I, I think that that ranks pretty low. He talked about fentanyl last night, fentanyl that's coming in through our southern border, that he is allowed to remain free and open. Um, he, he ignored the rising inflation that is costing so many Americans the inability to subside uh, on basic goods and services, um, things like eggs and, and bacon and bread. And, and I mean, things that that you used to take for granted that that every American could afford are now out of reach as, as the cost of a ga- of a dozen eggs is, you know, eight dollars. Um, I, I think it was it was a very rosy picture from a president who ignores the reality of what's happening here and the challenges and the threats that we face. So let me ask you then a question that maybe is not one you'd, you'd generally be answering. What impressed you in the speech? Actually, I'm glad to, you asked me that. I, I think two things. One, I thought he started it off well. He acknowledged the political reality. He tipped his hat to Kevin McCarthy and then subsequently to, to Leader, Mc, Leader McConnell in the Senate. I thought that was a very smart and good start. He started on a light note, on a humorous note, um, and, and that was a, a smart move. I give him credit for that. I also think that the way that he acknowledged Tyree Nichols' family, that that young black man that was killed um, at the hands of police, um, just a few weeks ago, mm. I thought that the way he handled that was very well. Um, he he was something that that brought every American into the conversation. Um, and I thought he handled both of those things very well. Outside of that, I thought he ignored a lot of reality. And then, frankly, I thought that the idea of coming into the House of Representatives, where he is a guest, he was invited by the Speaker of the House, as is every president, mm-hmm. and poking his finger at the opposition party and saying, here's what you all want to do, which was misleading at, at best, um, was was uncalled for. This is a guy who had laid out earlier in the day that he wanted to unify the country and bring parties together. And then he went into their house and poked his finger in their faces and and sort of was shocked by it. I, I just I again, I give him credit where credit is due. Um, 
and I'm willing to do that. And, and in the past, I've, whether it's Obama, I, I've, I've, I have no problem giving a president credit for a speech because mm. a speech to me is just that. It's a speech. So even if he had knocked it out of the park, I'm willing to say he gave a great speech. I don't think that the policies necessarily always follow through. But in this case, I don't even give him credit for the great speech. But the swipes at the opposition, I mean, that's not the first time that's happened in a State of the Union, surely. No, no, no. For, 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 but that's not my point. I, and, I, and I agree with you. But my point is you can't lay the predicate all day long that I want to have a speech that is talking about unity and bipartisanship mm. and then walk in and stick your finger in the eyes of the very people that you talked about unifying and having bipartisanship with. You can't have it both ways. And this is the problem with Joe Biden. He wants to say the word unify and bipartisanship over and over again and then stick his finger in the people's eyes and say, I can't believe we're not achieving bipartisanship. So it's like sitting at the all you can eat buffet and saying, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight, you're never going to lose weight if you do that. And so you can say it as much as you want, but in the end, it's just words. Uh, so what what more would you have liked him to say about China, for example? Well, again, the thing about China, Kieran, is it's not a partisan issue. This is This is something that should unite America. China is a threat. They threaten our jobs. They threaten our intellectual property. They threaten us militarily. They threaten us economically. They threaten so much about not just us and our freedom here in America, but throughout the world. They're installing Huawei products throughout the entire world uh, to try to steal uh, our intellectual property, to to uh, make sure that they can spy on us, to have a foothold in us. They're, they're gobbling up swaths of land in ports throughout the world, not just America. They're gobbling up our farmland here. They're mining our data. At what point do we not say enough is enough? We're worried about a balloon going over America, but we're not worried about TikTok being on every child's phone in America that's gathering data on each and every one of them. I mean, this is not a partisan issue. Why are we not standing up as a country in a unified way and saying that we will stand up to China, we will stop shipping jobs over there, we will start bringing manufacturing home, we will make sure that we have a military that is willing to to check on them, we will make sure that we stand firm with our with our partner yeah. Taiwan so that we have navigable sea lanes that promote free and fair trade but, for but the rest quote, of the world. But to quote world. you, back to you, I mean, a speech is just a speech. And this deal was signed with the Philippines last week. There's going to be a much bigger military presence in that part of the world, US military presence. So like, Joe Biden is walking the walk. Who cares whether he's talking the talk? Because the Chinese look at that speech and the rest of the world looks at that speech and says, if he doesn't even mention them, it's one thing not to. It's one thing to 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 say the word. Ah, the Chinese aren't idiots. To, they're they're looking at the deal he's done with the Philippines more so than the speech, aren't they? No, I think they're also looking at the fact that he just let a balloon float over the continent of the United States for seven days without doing anything. I shot it down eventually. Oh, eventually! Oh, that was nice. What about yeah, when it was on the didn't left? Three of them, didn't three of them float over the country when Donald Trump was president and no one even yeah, spotted we, them? So no, no, hold on. I, I, you, that's very nice of you to bring up, except for the fact that that we uh, this is all playing revisionist history. So what we know now is that the Pentagon says that it happened that they that they are now learning about that that nobody was notified, including the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff that it occurred and they weren't even aware of it themselves, that they identified them as UFOs, not as China balloons. They went back so, and read Sorry, so is your defense, data. sorry, we were all inept? No, I'm not saying we were all inept. I'm saying that's the, that's what they're telling us, not we. You can't, I can't make an analysis for something that I wasn't aware of. 
Should, you not, should, should someone not have been aware of it, though, when the previous yes. administration was in situ? Sure. But again, if, if, if the, again, so far, no one's actually been briefed. Do you realize that the National Security Advisor, John Bolton, the former Secretary of State and former CIA Director, Mike Pompeo, have not even, they said they were going to inform senior Trump officials about what actually happened. None of them have been informed, Kieran. All of this has been speculation leaked to the media. None of it has actually been confirmed by anybody who was there. Well, sorry, but it, when you say leaked to the media, I mean, it, it's an, it's a named source within the Pentagon. No, it's, 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 not. A, it's a general who's saying this, is Ooh. it not? No. So far, it's somebody who has said that they will be briefing senior Trump officials and not one senior Trump administration official has actually acknowledged that they've been in touch with anybody to be briefed. So who is that person that they're actually briefing? Because so far, nobody has acknowledged Bennett having been in contact with them. General Glenn D. Van Herrick. That's the name that's been quoted right, in the, the, in the reports. The current commander of, Nor- of NORAD has said that this occurred, but nobody has actually been briefed. Yeah, OK, but that's a little different now from what you said a moment ago, that these were unnamed sources. Like That's not an unnamed source. No, the general of the United States Air Force. It says that all of these people have been briefed. So the so the issue is that they haven't they haven't briefed the previous administration yet that this happened because we don't know what it is. Have they? Did it float over the coast of Florida? Did it float near the coast of Florida? Did it float near the coast of the uh, or, or over the northern Marianas Islands? There is a big difference between floating over the continent of the United States for seven days over over silos that house our nuclear weapons and floating near an island chain. We need to know what exactly happened to know whether or not, to your point, whether it was ineptness mm. or whether or not we're playing fast and loose with the facts. It would be better if you know what happened when it was happening, though. I mean, yes, yes. That but, doesn't reflect but, great in your, saying, on, on, on Donald become... Trump's administration, does it? That he didn't know what was happening at the time. No, because I, I appreciate you say you want to know now retrospectively, know but why didn't you know at the time? No. Because again, if you don't know the context, if they come and say, hey, by the way, 24 miles off the coast of Cuba, there was this balloon that went over. That's vastly different than a balloon floating over the continent of the United States over a missile silo. Listen, before I let you go, uh, you're just back from military service. Is that right? Correct. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, unfortunately, that's not I, I, I'm not that, that is not something I'm, I'm able to discuss. OK. All right. Okay. I didn't wasn't aware of that. That's sort of a that's that's uh, you've got to understand that that's that's not within the purview of what I'm I'm able to to, to you know in an interview like that 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 would have to be run through the Department of Defense and that's not unfortunately that's not something that I was prepared to discuss at this moment. Sean, that's absolutely understandable. Listen, thanks a million for speaking to us as always. Sean Spicer, former pri- former White House press secretary uh, for Donald Trump's. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.